This is Phoebe Bridgers. She was the musical act on Saturday Night Live over the weekend. Oh. Some people uh, didn't really appreciate her. Really? I thought she was cool. She, it was a bit weird. Like, one of her songs started off really slow, and then it got really aggressive. Then she smashed her guitar at the end. Oh, badass. And people were like, why is she smashing her guitar? It's like, well, guys have been doing it for decades. What's the big deal? Yeah. Some people are like, she's so monotone. Get her off. I, I saw it. Really? You know, I saw some comments on Instagram, but it's all the same people who are like, hip hop isn't music. You know, the people who are mm. very one dimensional, not very diverse in their musical taste. I, to be honest, I'd never really heard Phoebe Bridgers before, but I saw her. I'm like, I kind of like the song. So I put a couple on the playlist. Nice. It's like got a good vibe here. to it for sure. Yeah. Um, Dan Levy was the host of Saturday Night Live. How so. did he do? Um, well, I think he did fine. Uh, he was in some funny sketches. He was in some other sketches that, you know, were not as funny. Sure. But that's like typical Saturday Night Live and not really on the host. It just kind of depends what kind of ideas uh, get thrown out that week. Yeah. He did this one uh, bit where I thought it was uh, the best one that he did was he was um, a tr- he was training to be a tour guide on a Universal Studios tour. Okay. Where they're going around all these movie sets and then they were passing by like uh, some set from Back to the Future and he just kept saying really inappropriate things in front of the people on the bus <laughs> and then he, he uh, shared his theory on um, Back to the Future that why would Marty be hanging out with this old scientist guy, Doc, right? Right. Like, what's that relationship? So he's, his theory was Doc was grooming Marty to molest him. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? That was like, he was just saying all these inappropriate things right. in front of people. But it's true. It is a weird dynamic that this movie, Back to the Future, opens with Marty McFly, who's like a 17-year-old high school kid, hanging out with, well, like a... 70-ish, 65-year-old uh, scientist? I had, dude. A, I had a best friend for a while who was like 65, you know? Yeah, but you weren't 17 when he <laughs> was your best friend. I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, great guy. Don't see him as much anymore um, just because of COVID and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know. Okay, so there's a bit of an age gap there. It sounds ageist to me. Yeah, but uh, anyway, Dan Levy he did a pretty good job. I mean, I'm just happy to see... You know, so many Canadians killing it over the weekend. Totally. Well, I, killing it maybe is the wrong word, because I don't know if I'd say the weekend killed it uh, for the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, I don't get m- what more you would have wanted, because this is a guy who doesn't play instruments. I would say... I like, don't, what more do you want him to do? I don't want... <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'm just not a fan of the medley. It's so hokey. Mm-hmm. To me, a medley of your favorite songs, uh, forget it. Just pick three or four and play the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. You can't be a medley guy, Bundes. Uh, no, I'm not really a fan of it. Like, I don't mind if you're in a set, like of a like a, like a Bon Jovi's playing a set or something like that. And in the middle of Dead or Alive, when the song kind of comes down, they go into another part of a song that's maybe a little more obscure or if it's like a cover or something yeah. like that. And then they come back and then they finish Wanted Dead or Alive. That I don't mind, but I don't want to watch a performance of just like 30 second clips of all your hits. No. Yeah. Uh, it, it, 
must and be that hard. Would, that's on the weekend. I mean, that would be on the weekend because he would have uh, some artistic control, I would think, over that. Mm-hmm. But what songs he wanted to do and how much of the song he would want to do. It just seemed like the weekend was trying to do too much in 13 minutes. And I don't fault him. I fault the system that's in place. Mm-hmm. Like the Super Bowl halftime show has become this thing that you cannot possibly attain the levels of expectation or reach the the expectation levels people have of it now. No, you can't. It's, it's out of control. They got to get back to just bands playing on a stage and killing it with their music abilities and stop mm-hmm. worrying about having cool hallways underneath the set, you know, mm-hmm. so you can shoot cool effects and and having, you know, uh 200 people wearing red blazers and bandages over their face. Like, just get, strip it down. I don't know what the right answer is because I know Lady Gaga, like, went completely overboard and I think her performance went really well. But you know what the best part of that Lady Gaga performance for me was when she was at the piano singing. And it's just like... She has this range, right? Where she could be, like, belting it out or playing in front of the piano or diving off the roof of the, the stadium. But maybe there's something to be said about, I think we were talking about this last week on a podcast, like when you try too hard at something, like it doesn't come across the same way as if you kind of, you do the work to get into it, but then you kind of throw it away a little bit. It's almost cooler. We were talking about Machine Gun Kelly, and I don't know if that was on a podcast or if it was just in between songs Songs. during our show, but um, he just came across to me as being super douchey. He was the musical guest uh, like a week and a half ago on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And it just, to me, it seems like he's trying Trying too too hard hard to be cool guy with tattoos (laughs) and and a pink outfit and have like, you know... The the hair. The hair. Everything is just thought out too much right and it, it seems like he's being too cool and uh, maybe that was the problem with the weekend like if he had had some boundaries and stuff but you know every single moment it seemed like was was um they need to make sure they are picking people who are known for their live performances and i would not put the weekend in that category uh, no, he's fine like he's a super talented musician mm-hmm. he writes amazing songs I've seen him live. It was a very average live performance from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, not I think s- he suits a club too, where you can feel that bass. Like I didn't, when he rolled into the hills for a second there during the medley, I was like, yes, I want to hear that. But you know, you it gets lost in that stadium. Yeah, he's never struck me as a guy who's like so good on live. Like one of those, you know, those there's bands where the music you're like, yeah, it's just average music, but they win you over with their live performance. Sure. To me, that's not the weekend. The weekend wins me over with his amazing music, mm-hmm. and the live stuff is secondary. And I think they just need to focus on bringing in people who are known for ripping it live. Yeah, get you, a Foo Fighters in there. You yeah, know? you know, it doesn't have to be rock music either. Uh, look at Prince. Mm-hmm. Although I guess he's kind of rockish. I don't even know what category to put him in. But you look, and if you haven't seen it in a long time, just go back to watching him shred with Purple Rain mm-hmm. in the halftime show but that he did. didn't it start raining at that moment too, which was just like perfect yeah, I timing? Think, I think it did. <laughs> really? I, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. don't remember that, but I do remember they had that white... Um, like screen up and he it was his silhouette on it and it looked like the symbol on his guitar was a big curvy penis. Oh yeah. Yeah, if you look it up now, Prince cuz his guitar was in this shape of his symbol I that remember he was going that. by, right? Yes. And the stage was set up that way as well. It was just like the Prince symbol. So he put a lot of thought into that but, performance. But it wasn't the stage that sold everybody on that show. It was him 
shredding with the guitar mm. and just nailing the song. And it was about the music more than anything else that made it so good. Mm-hmm. Just like to me, Lady Gaga's best part was when she was singing at her best, not when she was coming down from the ceiling. Right. Like they got to stop. You know, show me where... The weekend spent seven million of his own dollars. <laughs> Apparently, he was on the fireworks. That's what people kept text- texting uh, the show this morning. That but do he we spent know it on that? the fireworks. Do we I, know that for sure? No, we don't know that for sure. Because that didn't that seem like sure. a seven million dollar fireworks display to me. No. Um, and why would he spend that money? Like that to, to me, it's like well, you want to see it. You want to see the money. It yeah. have to be something spectacular. They had that ama- they had like a choir and all kinds of like was there a symphony orchestra? There was kind an of- orchestra, like strings and stuff, but I think they But all you had couldn't to even be- hear it. You couldn't even hear it. Yeah, the sound wasn't great. The sound was And I shit. think there was some restrictions as as far as like COVID is concerned about the placement of people and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, even still, if you're going to have a choir in there, make it like make them more dominant in mm-hmm. the song. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Don't just bring it it off after 40 seconds of hearing them and then all of a sudden you move on to something else. Time to change the song up again. It's been 30 seconds. It sounded to me like The Weeknd was trying out to get into like a cool club or, or, uh, oh, let's see what you can do. Show us the most songs possible in 13 minutes. Go. Can you blame him though? He's got so many great hits. He just wanted to go out there and do, I mean, there's no doubt. Like he did a great job, I thought. He sang well. He he performed well. I think people are like looking for something more. And what more do you want? I mean, he doesn't play an instrument. He doesn't do those things. He's not going to give well, you, you a sick. You can have other people do it beside you. you yeah. Know what I well, mean? he tried. He had the orchestra there yeah, for for thirty seconds, <laughs> and then he blew past it and got into something else, mm-hmm. and then blew past that and got into something else like that. I guess I'm just not a fan of the medley format, and so that's why. Uh, I'm kind of ripping on it. Like his vocally, he sounded like he was in fine form, but unfortunately, the way they uh, mic'd him was terrible. Like I can play a little bit. Where is it? Uh, To me, the analogy I made, and I'll make it again, is that when you're at a concert and you go to grab a beer and you're out in the concourse in line, you're waiting to get your booze. And you can still hear the concert, but just not as well. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you start hearing your favorite song. You're like, oh, I want to be in there. But that's the audio. It sounded to me like the quality was... It didn't... It was echoey and... That's a real drummer right there. That's yeah, a real yeah. guitar player. And you never once saw them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put them on stage in the middle and just play this song. This song's so good. So good. And, and do something different with the song. You know, like what you're saying when Bon Jovi slows it down and then they play something in between and yeah. then they come back come to back. it. And yeah. then you're like, oh, fuck, you just did something that I'd never get from listening to the album. Yeah, yeah he tried to a- hit all those songs. Like, Almost. Oh, already I missed the song that he was playing. Right. Like, oh, no, now what are we doing? Oh, okay, now we're, it's a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. But, I mean, he, it's so great that he got to do it, and it's so great that, you know, he's recognized as being such a superstar that uh, they invited him to sing at the halftime show. So totally. I hate to be, like... 
And he's still developing his live show. I mean, he's not a stadium performer yet. But when I think about an artist like Beyonce, who you go see now in this point of her career, she has like a full female badass band that she plays with. She's not uh, uh, somebody who sits behind an instrument and plays. She Never once during her show does she do that. Yeah, but so, she has a stage presence that The weekend doesn't have. Right, but I'm just saying maybe that's the next chapter for him is how do you get that stage show yeah. when you're not a musician, um, you know, uh, instrument-wise? How do you get the stage show to just get to that next level, you know? Yeah, I was happy that it wasn't all lip-syncing, though. Clearly seemed like he was singing. He sang. Because if it was lip syncing, the sound would be better. Mm. It's cool that he did this song. Or at least a piece of it. Yeah. He did some of the old jams, man. I counted. He did 43 songs in 15 (laughs) minutes. 43, I'm pretty sure. great voice too he has a great voice and he's making amazing music right now so i'm not like down on the weekend i just uh didn't love the halftime show but again not his fault it's it's turned into something too hard trying to get all the songs in trying to get that song count up trying to do too much whereas like the simplicity of how talented he is could have spoke volumes yeah you know well said well said prince it's just reading here too that um it says that uh, we don't know exactly where that seven million went, but it says that he was spending a hundred thousand dollars per night to stay at a nine point one million dollar mansion in Tampa Bay. So yeah, oh yeah, so, he parties. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's a part of that money was just not not a, he just spent seven million on the whole experience, just on staying well, in a mansion. Fuck yeah, <laughs> you're you're doing the Super Bowl. I'm gonna stay in a mansion in Tampa. I'm gonna have my whole crew come out with me. Just so we can party and rip it. I'm going to get a tattoo. Yeah. You know, I'm not really a tattoo person. I don't have any tattoos. But I think if I was doing the Super Bowl halftime show, I'd have to get a, a tattoo somewhere. There you go. So. Prince isn't trying to do anything crazy. Come on, y'all. Just doing his song. And I don't think... And when he shreds on the guitar? I I don't think people expect you to sound like exactly like you do on the album. He just did an epic version of his song. Yeah, he's added some layers there for sure. Yeah, there's other... I think there, there might have been a symphony there too. Somewhere headed by... Sounds the, like it. Like he's just shredding. Fuck, I wish I could shred. That must feel so good. Aspondus. Yeah, it feels pretty good. How, how uh, when you're playing the guitar yeah. and you're doing like you're shredding, how worried are you you're going to fuck it up? Like you're gonna uh, screw up. How often up? do you hit the wrong note and you're like, "Oh fuck!" I'm, and can you hide it? And I'm over easily? here now. How do I get back down to here? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's why you practice before you go on and play a show, and <laughs> so that you don't fuck up. Yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> but I always find that. 
there's a whole marching band playing with him uh, as well. But who cares about that? Yeah, we want to sing. You're fucking right, we do. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that when you think about something too much, whatever it is that you're doing, I find that because you're so, like, your brain's so focused on, oh, I can't screw up, I got to play this right, that's when you screw up. Yeah. When you kind of get into a state of flow and you're just enjoying the moment and you're playing, even if you do hit a wrong note, nobody gives a fuck. Like, most people don't know what you're doing on a guitar or with a piano like they can't they can't hear the minute details in mm-hmm. instruments when you're surrounded by that many things so unless you hit a blatantly wrong note and then just stop playing no one's really going to know if you got one like half semitone off where you were supposed to hit yeah i mm-hmm. bet a, the band looks at you though eh sure yeah. Be like what the fuck was that? Yeah, you get a little smirk. You're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> just keep playing. Right? <laughs> I yeah. love it. I wonder, like, do you think you know someone as accomplished as um, like a Dave Grohl? Do you think he screws up songs? He probably does. Sure. Sure. I think they like if he's allow... playing Everlong, he'll just be like, "Ooh, screw that up!" Yeah. But then just kind of. I think they allow that it. room for error in those songs because that's the creativity of the moment. I was taking um, a voice like jazz class in university, and I was learning how to scat. Although I don't think I do it at all very well. Scat. Which is a scat scatting in jazz is the same as like a guitar solo. You're doing a solo with your mouth, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the teacher said to me, like, what are you so afraid of? And I'm like, I'm afraid of hitting the wrong note. And she's like, well, there are no wrong notes, really, especially when you're soloing. There's no wrong notes. (laughs) Yeah, I'd, I'd be terrible at it, but yeah. Do you think when Keith Richards is uh, getting ready like for a song like this. Yeah. Do you think he ever screws this part up? Keith Richards? <laughs> like that. Is it ever like... Oh, whoa, threw that off. I probably never screws that up. It's sloppy sometimes. Like, it's not yeah. on time like that. I saw him play, and he's yeah. just like... He's off. Like he, because he's so much drugs and booze, like he screwed up. Yeah. But he just looks great doing it. So, so essentially, don't he can slur his way, and by slur, I mean like from the guitar standpoint, it could be just a variation of it. And as long as it's close, yeah, people pl- don't care. Plus, you got like Ronnie Woods, or I saw Mick Fleetwood, or not Mick Fleetwood, Mick uh, Jones. I think it was came up on stage in the show. I played, or I saw it, and he played like. And those guys, they still got the chop. So like, it's kind of hidden mm-hmm. sometimes when Keith screws it up. But every musician screws something up. Like, yeah. it's it's inevitable to happen. You can't be perfect all the time every time you go up on stage you're going to screw something up but as long as you kind of carry it then nobody really cares it's more of the presence and how you portray what it is you're doing mm-hmm. one little note is not going to kill a performance yeah on the voice it's worse on a voice when you hear like a crackle in someone's vocal performance oh fuck yeah I still don't get why they uh, when they're doing like a Super Bowl halftime show why they can't figure out the sound better yeah, like well, his, it's stadiums. Like, I I won't go see a show at a stadium anymore. Yeah, but uh, the, the, that's too... fine for somebody who's up and sitting in the stadium. But mm-hmm. for people at home watching, oh, true. We should have the perfect feed. You're right. Like it should sound as good as when you're watching American Idol or The Voice. You're right. I didn't like even the, think of that. The people that mic those uh, rooms do such a good job, and vocally they sound amazing. Mm-hmm. You know why can't they do that? for the halftime show, one of the biggest, you know, live events 
of the year. Well, because the room is such a, an important part of how how um, a microphone picks up the sound. Mm-hmm. So if a room doesn't have good acoustics, you're getting a dead sound coming into the microphone. Yeah, and there's but only you can, so much oh, post processing. A good microphone do. and everything. It should have sounded better than it did. It, it probably could have sounded a little bit better. You're hearing a lot of, of like big re- airy reverb, which is why everything sounds drowned out. Mm-hmm. But I, if you added uh, like a digital reverb and you kept the the microphones really condensed to the actual... Like, yeah, do something. People know how to do it. it uh, people, there's live... You know, when American Idol was at its peak, they were doing their final, uh, you know, 10 episodes... In um, like the same theater where they do the, uh, what is it? Is it the Academy Awards? Or it's like the Staples Center. One of those places in L.A. And they still sounded amazing. Mm -hmm. They didn't sound like they were, hey, whoa, like off mic. Right. Just like in this room. In theory, this room should be awful because we're surrounded by glass. Right. But the mics are tuned so well that you can't even tell that we're not in the main studio that we normally work in because everything is set up properly by engineers that knew what they were doing when Mm -hmm. they when they did it. So, yeah, I don't get that. I don't get shit sound at major events. Yeah. It wasn't. Doesn't make. I, I it didn't sound terrible, it didn't but sound it didn't terrible. sound as good as it could have. Yeah, I it, think the weekend should walk away feeling pretty good about that performance. I bet you, though, if I'm the weekend uh, and I start listening back to it, that would drive me insane. Just that you can't hear yourself. That his vocal, um, you know, like his vocals weren't picked up as clear as they should have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have liked to see more wardrobe changes. <laughs> I was just thinking that he didn't change his wardrobe. Yeah. I mean, listen to it. You can barely hear him. Yeah, that's true. The music sounded pretty good. But yeah, I mean, if I'm him and I watch back, I'd be so mad because of all the effort that he put in and the mm-hmm. seven million. You know, it's like, it's the worst when you're uh, somewhere and your mic doesn't sound good. <laughs> but it also, happens like, to Tucker. Uh, it happens to me all, all the, the time. time. Do you all think, the though, it's possible that his mic is, he has it perfect, purposely tuned lower because of the amount of moving around and dancing that he's oh, doing. Oh, maybe. So that he's out of breath. And you can hear that his, his backing track vocals are almost on par with where his main vocal is supposed to be. So that when he pulls away from the mic to catch a breath yeah. or something, that it's it doesn't sound like there's this huge like uh, discrepancy between the backing track and his main vocal. Like That's a backtrack that said I'm a star boy. Honestly, it sounds like th- we're not listening to his microphone. We're listening to somebody miking a speaker mm. that's there or mm-hmm. something. You know, yeah, like it wasn't as yeah. clear as I would have liked it. It sounded like I was sitting in the worst seats in the stadium. Yeah. Watching that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, I, if I'm him, I'm like super pissed. Every time Tucker and I have had to do some sort of like a introducing a movie or something like that yeah speaking at any speaking event. at any event tucker something pretty bad always goes down and it usually involves tucker's mic and you know he's a little bit particular wow sometimes <laughs> it, the mic you couldn't even hear it it was like <laughs> like that's what it would sound like yeah oh the worst was when i did an event with eugene levy um it was, uh, he was there at the premiere of Finding Dory. Okay. 
because he's the voice of uh, somebody, somebody in that movie franchise. Yeah. But um, they had, it was a delay. So when you spoke into the microphone, it was like a full second and a half, two seconds later, <laughs> it would come through the speaker. Oh, God. And if you've ever tried to talk with a delay, it's almost impossible. Yeah. So I just, as soon as I'm like, hey, how's everyone? Hey, how's everyone? Like, it just starts screwing with your head. Yeah. And then um, I passed the mic to Eugene Levy, and he could, be, like, I, I just was trying to... You were like, here, take I'm this. Not, I'm, not, I'm not like, <laughs> I was just trying to focus on what I was saying without hearing anything. Yeah, you which know, is like hard. tuning it out, which is very difficult. And then I passed it to him and he had, it was a disaster for him as well. And I'm sure he hated it. He's Eugene Levy. And here he is. He's given up part of his evening to come like introduce a movie. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to be there. No. And, uh, oh, and then they God. get it. He gets a microphone and there's a huge delay and he can't even talk with it. Poor guy. Jeez. Poor me. Sucks when that happens. Yeah. Or the weekend. Weekend, they should have done a better job. That would have been out of his control, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, great to see him on the big stage, though. It was. <laughs> like after I've been like ripping on the halftime show for most of this podcast. Uh, but, uh, some of, I mean, I don't think it was because he didn't uh, try and because he didn't oh, put yeah. together the best show he thought he could. I wonder if red blazers will become a new thing. I got a red blazer. Yeah. <laughs> I think you started it more. I think I started it. Kind of a, like a bit of a valet parking uniform, though, isn't it? The red blazer. <laughs> Depends on where like, you're standing. Just, I see someone with a red blazer, I'm throwing in my car keys. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for checking out the podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.